And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. It's my privilege to be joining you today. Well, last week, we finished watching the miniseries on Netflix, Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street. Pretty good show, uh, four-part series. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, highly recommended. And I don't think today's show is going to be a spoiler alert. I'm pretty, sh pretty certain that everybody out there knows the Bernie Madoff story. But if you don't, a uh, little bit of background. He was basically... Uh, the mastermind of the largest Ponzi scheme in history, $64.8 billion. Unbelievable. Uh, he was also one-time chairman of the NASDAQ, and that was part of the problem. He was very well respected on Wall Street, and he's also pretty much a founding father of electronic trading platforms. He kind of brought that into being, which is, uh, that's all things today, Wall Street, everything's an electronic trading platform. But he was one of the the first to do it and essentially he ran two businesses right he had a stock brokerage and then he had his secret asset management business kind of under the table well not kind of absolutely under the table in fact he didn't even have a license to be an asset manager yet he was doing it and the show is well done I'm gonna share some takeaways from that show on my show today for the remainder of the hour so I uh, hope you can stick with me but the bottom line I just can't wrap my arms around how people get trapped in this sort of thing. And I'm not going to analyze the why for Bernie Madoff. Obviously, uh, he was full of himself. He was a narcissist, right? He had to be the man, the guy that couldn't lose. Uh, and so that's how he came up with this, essentially, this, this Ponzi scheme. He never wanted to show a loss to his investors for whatever reason, um, but I look at it from the outside, and, and keep in mind, I don't, I don't have stocks, I don't do any of that mutual fund, none of it. But that was my life for the better part of two decades. I was the IRA 401k guy, right? I was doing everything I was taught to do and told to do and reinforced through marketing, reinforced through my peer group, reinforced by my family and my neighbors, because that's what you do, right? You, you get a great job and you feed the 401k for... 40 years and you hope you can retire but i don't do that anymore so i'm kind of standing on the outside and i'm looking at this i'm watching this show uh, and i'm going to share some takeaways uh, on that show uh, today that uh, that just kind of hit me but like really i can only come up with one reason why people get caught up in this sort of thing and it really the bottom line it's just greed it is flat out greed. There is no other reason for things like this to happen. It's greed so incredibly deep that people become blind to the truth, right? They, they see what they want to see. They hear what they want to hear. Uh, reality uh, is what they, what they make it, and, and they stop questioning it. And, and I'll tell you how bad this, this Ponzi scheme was is a lot of people took their lives um, once this whole thing blew up, right? And, and I don't think 
people took their lives because they were broke, because they lost everything. Um, I think people take their lives, uh, at least in this uh, in this incident, because uh they were banking their reputation on it, right? They were telling their friends and their family, and they were getting others to invest in this Madoff fund under the table. So uh, once that all came about, that it was a Ponzi scheme, these people, they lost more than their money. There is something more valuable than money, and that's your your reputation. That's your good name. That's who you are. And, and people stood up, and uh, they took money from others, and they put it into this this fraud, right? They put it into this Madoff fraud, and they refused to do their homework. They refused to uh, uh, check things. They refused to take a harder look and, and understand. They were just basically blind, right? They're blind because of their greed, and they're just jumping into this, and they're investing, and they're talking other people. Um, they're talking other people to do it. Uh, they're convincing friends, peers, hey, I've got this guy, he invests, he never loses money. It's a return year in and year out. And that's why some people took their lives, because they were fools, right? They were they were fools. They uh, told the people they cared the most about to invest in this. And so there's a lot of tragedy in this story. There's There's tragedy for Bernie Madoff, although I don't feel sorry for him, but his family uh, was destroyed as a result of it. His sons, um, one of his sons actually took his own life. The other one uh, died uh, of cancer uh, that came back, that reoccurred. And I'm sure it was because of his mental state, because of what his father did. And, and imagine if your last name is Madoff. And, and uh, how can you go through life knowing that your father it ripped off $64 billion and destroyed a lot of lives? I can't believe people bought into this. I can't believe that, uh, you know, they just accepted it and, and, you know, like sheep, here's my money and just keep giving it in. And they're following this path of, you know, it's a never loser. And anytime that you look at something like that and it never loses money, you've got to step back and say, well, how can that be? Uh, I left Wall Street. I Now, I wasn't physically on Wall Street, but when I say I left Wall Street, uh, that was the conventional wisdom world, right? I had a paradigm shift, and I realized that I couldn't save essentially my way to retirement like they teach us within a 401k. It just wasn't going to be the number that I figured I wanted uh, to live the retirement of my choice, right? Well, I walked away from that world and began investing in cash-flowing real estate assets. I found Lifestyles Unlimited after purchasing my first single-family property. I uh, felt like I did everything wrong with that property. I still made money, but Lifestyles Unlimited essentially taught me how to properly and effectively invest in cash-flowing assets, and that's what I continue to do this to this day. It's It's been 12 years, and uh, the portfolio grows a little bit if, every year, and frankly, it's, it's just a lot of fun. But the beauty of being a real estate investor, I could look at shows like this Bernie Madoff show that uh, recently dropped on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's a four part mini series. It's it's well done. Uh, it's shocking. It's tragic. Uh, it is a horrible story. Uh, Sixty four billion dollar Ponzi scheme. A lot of people lost their life savings. But I can stand back because I'm not in that world. I don't have to worry about the shenanigans on Wall Street or uh, a politician in Washington, D.C., uh, doing this or taking this sort of action and uh, causing my 
a great fluctuation in my net worth, so to speak. But in the past, I was. I had to go through the 2008-2010 cycle, and, and after that, that's when I said, enough. But I, I've got some takeaways from this Bernie Madoff show that, I, that I'm going to share. Uh, but the beauty is, my mindset today as a real estate investor, I can tell you that I would have never fallen for this Bernie Madoff thing. And and you may be saying, well, well Harrison, that's a pretty pompous statement. I can tell you, and, and there's several reasons why, several reasons why. I mean, the guy never lost a dime. He just constantly was showing people re, uh, returns when uh, there might be a market correction, and he goes through it and uh, shows shows a, a, a positive profit. And, and that's all he was. It was just showing a positive profit. But I can tell you, because of those decisions that I made 12 years ago to leave that world and take an entirely different path to retirement, that paradigm shift from the conventional go to school, get good grades, go to college so that you can get a good job, and then in that job feed a 401k for 40 years, I left. I left. Um, so I'm watching the show, and I just think to myself, you know, Wall Street they could have stopped this. The the people, the investigators, the firms that are supposedly in charge of all this, um, even the insurance that's supposed to be there for people that uh, get caught up in these schemes, they took that away. Uh, it's really criminal. The whole thing, when you look at it, it's disgusting and it's, and it's criminal. Um, I will tell you this, as a real estate investor, our first rule is never lose money. Now, Bernie Madoff, he basically never lost money. But the difference is we can see our investment. We can touch it. We can feel it. We know what our money is. We're not just handing it off to somebody saying, go do whatever you do and blindly trusting these people with blind faith. And that's how you get caught. I will tell you this, real estate, when done correctly, if you're educated, is by far the safest investment you can make the safest and i'll if you have any questions about that send me an email i am happy to discuss it with you ask mike at luinc.com ask mike at luinc.com but i will tell you this we earn money in down markets like we're experiencing right now and we earn money in up markets we make money through the entire economic cycle now stock market folks you're conditioned to accept loss if you're investing in the stock market in mutual funds stocks, what have you, you are conditioned to accept the loss. That's why it's a mutual fund. Think about a mutual fund. It has about uh, uh, any single mutual fund is going to invest in hundreds of different stocks. Why? They take that shotgun approach. 200 of those stocks may go down, 210 go up by the end of the year, and you made money. But you're conditioned to accept loss as a stock market in investor, and we're not. As a real estate investor, we don't accept loss. We don't. Rule one is never lose money. But as a stock market investor, you are conditioned to accept that loss. And that's that's one of the red flags on this Bernie Madoff thing is the guy never had a down year. He never had a down year, which right there, that's you know that's impossible. Think about when you buy a share of a stock or a share of a mutual fund. It's a, it's a finite transaction, right? Um, if you're buying it, it means somebody else is selling it. You have to think about it like that because 
you're buying it and you're going, oh, I'm buying it for these three reasons. And I believe that there will be a return on my investment. But out there, someone is on the other side and they're saying, well, I'm selling this stock for these three reasons. And if you don't know what it what that is or you're not looking at it, well, friends, that's the greater fool theory, right? Who's going to win and who's going to lose? We don't worry about that with real estate. We don't worry about it. We make money five different ways in real estate. Equity capture, right? You buy a, a, a product, a, a home that needs some, some fixing up, right? That's um, had deferred maintenance. And when you purchase it and you fix everything, the value of that property is greater than when you purchased it, right? So that's equity capture. Mortgage pay down. Uh, each month when the resident pays the rent, uh, we pay the principal, the interest, the taxes, and the insurance. And a little bit of that on that principal side goes toward mortgage pay down. If you have 10, 11, 15 houses and you're making two, $300 a month in mortgage pay down, that adds up very quickly per house, by the way. Cash flow, the money that's left over, uh, that's cash flow. Appreciation, yes, there's natural appreciation and there's tax benefits. We'll be right back after a short break. My name's Mike Harrison. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. When you look at the effects of what happened in 2008 and you compare it to what we are hopefully coming out of right now, real estate has definitely shown its resiliency. It has provided for people not only a place to live, but a place to work, a place to raise their children, a place to teach their children, a place to prepare all of their meals. And that's really where the rubber meets the road, is that there are two things that people have to have, and they strive very hard to have them. And that's a roof over their head and food on the table. And if you are investing in something related to either of those two things, you are going to have a winning strategy. And in addition to that, you're providing something of value to the people around you. And creating a win-win situation while creating wealth and passive income for yourself is the best life you can get. Real estate is resilient. You should have real estate in your portfolio. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. If you have any questions about real estate investing or about Lifestyles Unlimited, please send me an email. My email address is askmike at luinc.com. If you're tired of getting, getting whipsawed by Wall Street and you're ready to make a move like I was, real estate investing is the way to go. It has absolutely changed my life 12 short years ago. I began investing in real estate. So last week we finished watching uh, the miniseries on Netflix, Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, uh, it's, it's horrifying, absolutely horrifying. So many lives were destroyed by this man. It is absolutely horrific. And I have nine takeaways from that show. My first takeaway 
We have, when we invest in apartment communities, what we call a lead investor. Many people outside of Lifestyles Unlimited may consider that person a syndicator or a general partner. So Madoff essentially was the lead investor, right? He was the guy that supposedly was investing people's, uh, their retirement savings, everything that was supposedly investing it. But here's the bottom line. The more you watch this show, no one really vetted this guy. Nobody. It was literally like a friend of a friend of a friend. Hey, you should invest in this fund or, or what have you. And it was literally just a tip. Like, who do you invest with? Oh, I invest with this Madoff guy. He never loses money. But there was no digging into short of just looking at his reputation, right? He used to be the chairman of NASDAQ. Well, they were done. All right, good enough for me. Who is this guy? Oh, he used to be the chairman of NASDAQ. Okay, here's my million dollars. Here's my life savings. No one vetted him. Nobody. Uh, decisions to invest with him were all, they were all based on hearsay. A friend of a friend. Um, and then people telling other people. I will tell you this. Whatever or however you decide to invest if you're handing your money off to somebody, and I was that person, okay, I handed it off to a, a 401k, whoever was managing those mutual funds, and I handed it off month in and month out. And when I look back at it, I don't know those people. Now, there's a little prospectus that they give you, and they give you, you know, the, uh, the, the high-level marketing you know, this is Steve Johnson, and, and he's this, and he's your, your, your manager. I don't know him. I don't know him at all, and and people didn't know Bernie Madoff at all. Yet it's it's almost like a, a, a it's conditioned to American society. Uh, how do you get to retirement? Well, every month you give twenty percent of your paycheck to somebody, and you hand it off, and you just trust that they're investing it and that they're doing the right thing. But you don't know how they're motivated. You don't know what um, incentives they may have, and and it's interesting as a real estate investor. Looking back at that, the lead is the most important part of the entire deal. It's not even the, the property's important, okay? You, yeah, you want the business plan, why this property, why does it work? But at the end of the day, who is the captain of the ship? Who has taken this ship across the ocean? I want a captain that knows what's going on. I want to know that captain. I want to understand that person. Um, we have a... Uh, a passive investor here at Lifestyles Unlimited, and I'll give her a little shout out. Her name's Bethany. Great lady, very smart, very savvy. And she told me once we were talking about um, how you choose a lead investor in the conversation. And she basically said, Mike, I don't invest with anybody that I couldn't sit down and have a three hour dinner with. And and that hit me. And, and uh, it was just, it was so bright on her end. Uh, and I thought to myself, you know what, Bethany? You're exactly right. We're handing our hard-earned blood, sweat, tears, and dollars over to somebody. Is that somebody I could sit down with for an afternoon uh, and have a good conversation? Is it somebody I like to be around? Is it somebody that shows some leadership qualities? Is it somebody that has a grasp on, on business and economics and uh, is educated as to how to take a poor-performing asset and make it a great-performing asset, our investment? So the lead is the most important uh, person of the whole deal. I'll, t I'll tell you what Bernie did. If anyone called to ask about, you know, some particulars, right, on, on his investment style, uh, maybe his theory or what he's investing in, 
um, his way around it was he would just say, well, uh, if you're unhappy, I'll, 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 be, I'll be glad to give you all of your money back. Just say the word and I'll cash you out. And these people were so greedy and they were just enthralled and they were just sucked in that they're like, oh, no, 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 Bernie. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I won't ask you any more questions. Uh, please forgive me. Uh, you know, how dare uh, I uh, want to understand where my money's going? I mean, it is so foolish. So so my big my big takeaway is no one really vetted the lead. And, and I'm telling you, that's the most important part of the whole deal. Know who you're handing your money off to. OK, second takeaway, um, all the decisions from these people, and, and I hit on it in that first one, really, it was all return based. Um, no one really questioned the investing philosophy. No one questioned what is the investment? What are we putting money in? Would they get they get fake reports? I guess they would come out quarterly and it, it'd show some, you know, we traded this and we bought this and we bought that. But there is no real investing philosophy. There was nothing behind it. Everything was a return base. This guy never loses money. He's constantly given an 8% return or a 9% return or a 12% return on and on and on. Yet no, no one really questioned, what is this guy investing in? Why is he investing in certain things? You know, what, what is the end game here besides just making a return? Uh, I can tell you this, with my investments, I can physically go touch them. I can see them. They have addresses. Okay. They exist. They're real. It's not a puff of smoke on a piece of paper. I never woke up one morning to learn that 40% of my apartment communities and houses had uh, ran away, right? Had gone away. But I can promise you uh, for decades as a stock market mutual fund investor, I could wake up on some mornings and see that 10, 15, 20% of my net worth was gone because Wall Street had a bad day. It happens with stocks all the time, but I have never had a, a single family property run away in the middle of the night. I never woke up and it was gone. And people never questioned Bernie. You know, it, it's just scary. And I'm thankful that I'm not uh, beholden to them in any way, shape or form, especially after watching a show like this, this Madoff show. So one of the takeaways for sure, and I just hit on it, is Wall Street protects its own. They protect their own. I mean, there was three different times they could have nailed this guy. Three different times. And they didn't. They didn't follow up. They didn't ask the right questions. Uh, I mean, Bernie Madoff didn't even have a license to be an asset manager. You would think one of the people that's handing him money would check to see if he's got a license to even take the money. Uh, and he didn't. And it would have been nothing for Wall Street to catch him. Uh, literally, there was one instance where... All one of these bureaucrats needed to do was make a doggone phone call. One, can I ask you to make a phone call for crying out loud? And, and they didn't even do that. Uh, so, yeah, Wall Street protects their own. They don't want to know the truth. They don't care. They just they expect people like you to blindly give them money so that they can, quote unquote, invest it or in Bernie Madoff's case, not invest it. And everybody just sits back as long as their bonus hits at the end of the year, as long as they got their uh, their fat uh, paychecks, they don't care. Wall Street isn't, look, you're not Wall Street's best interest. They are their own best interest. So Wall Street protects its own. Another takeaway, 
don't count on Washington, D.C. either. I mean, that whole housing crisis, 2008, 2010, while they painted Madoff as the poster child of that, uh, he wasn't involved in the housing crisis. He was just a Ponzi scheme guy. Um, but that whole housing crisis was caused by politicians, right? Think about it. They basically threatened banks and they said, you're going to write mortgages for these people. It doesn't matter that the people couldn't afford them. You're going to write them. So as soon as the banks were forced to write them, then the fraud really got uh, got carried away, right? They did, they did liar loans where... Uh, they'd say, how much, you know, you're filling out your application for the mortgage. How much do you make a year? Oh, $150,000. And they wouldn't even follow up. It was a liar loan. They didn't even check that. They didn't even check debt to income. Um, and then there was some uh, some fraud in the valuation of the houses. So they're they're giving people a mortgage that they knew they couldn't pay, selling them a house that was overvalued. And then the banks knew that this was bad paper. Uh, so they took the, the essentially they would bundle the securities and then they would sell those off. Right. Triple A rated uh, mortgage backed asset loans doesn't get any better than that. And they would sell those off. And then companies that would buy them would uh, then borrow against them. Right. Leverage against these asset based loans. And it just got worse and worse and worse. But I will tell you, that was all manifested by politicians. The 2008-2010 whole deal could have been avoided if, if anyone had a conscience and, and a clarity to make proper decisions. So, um, you know, I'm glad I'm not part of Wall Street. Wall Street protects its own. Don't count on Washington, D.C. to do anything about it. How about uh, PMI, right? Uh, mortgage insurance. Um, the first house my wife and I bought. Uh, I didn't have the 20% down, so I had to have PMI. That's mortgage insurance. And, and the whole deal is, uh, if anything happens, the mortgage insurance is supposed to pick up the slack and protect the bank. Well, where was PMI during 2008 and 2010? Get, I'll, I'll tell you where they were. They basically said, oh, we can't, we can't, we can't afford to pay it. Um, we're going to go bankrupt. We're going we're gonna to go belly up. And so, essentially, the politicians in D.C. took your tax dollars and bailed it out instead of the the PMI companies. They should have let them. Uh, don't get me started. It's it's just very very disappointing. Uh, something that's there to protect uh, the the whole uh, scheme uh, basically isn't protecting anything. And there was some of that too in in the Madoff deal. Uh, the insurance that was there to protect against Ponzi schemes. They basically made some ruling that said, oh well, it doesn't cover Ponzi schemes. So don't rely on Washington, D.C. to bail you out, friends. Another takeaway I have is you alone should be the decider as to where your money goes. Not a third party. Not a third party at all. But when you're investing in 401ks and IRAs, what are you doing? You're handing it off to somebody who is supposed to be educated in the manager of this fund, and what are they investing in? Well, you alone should be that decider. Don't hand your money off to people. That's how you get caught. Uh, not only that, there were folks that represented themselves as essentially asset management companies. And so there were people invested with Madoff that didn't even know they were invested with Madoff. Okay. Uh, essentially, these asset firms would take money from people and you know, they would go out and solicit themselves and basically say, hey, yeah, we'll manage your money and, and here's our returns. And all they were doing was handing it under the table to Bernie Madoff. So people were investing 
with this group thinking that that group's actually doing the investing and they're handing it off to Bernie. Guess how many of those people went to jail? Zero. Zero. Okay, so you alone should decide where your money's going. Uh, if you're investing in Wall Street, you can't you can't answer that question. Um, think about this other fraud, uh, this Samuel uh, Bankman Freed, this crypto fraudster. Um, you know, imagine handing real money to people to buy a fake asset and then being in disbelief when that asset uh, goes belly up. Right. Imagine that. So uh, real money to buy a fake asset and people wonder why. Um, why it didn't work. I, I will tell you this also, and it's it's an age-old saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is, okay? It probably is. Know what your money is invested in, know who it's invested with, know where it's going. If it's just constant, never lose, never lose, never lose, uh, then something's wrong. Now, Now, I'll tell you, as real estate investors, we don't lose money, but do we have good months? Do we have bad months? Yes, there, it, there's a cycle to it, okay? There, there is, uh, there is a, such a thing as a pipe breaking in a house. There is such a thing as needing to do uh, a maintenance repair on a property. So if you never have that, then chances are uh, it's not real. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. I will also say this. There was no cash flow associated with that. We, we have a rule here at Lifestyles Unlimited. If, if it doesn't cash flow then it's probably not an investment. They were just putting money into the account and then looking at, oh yeah, it returned 9%, but there is no real cash flow. So for me, as a real estate investor, if it doesn't have cash flow, it's not an investment. And then I will say this, at the end of the day, these people are handing this money to this guy as much as they possibly can. They were going all in, giving them everything, putting all their eggs in one basket. And when I look at the returns that he was showing, which he was showing an 8%, a 9 a 10 or a 12 I'm thinking, well, my gosh, we make more than that investing in real estate all day long. We have annualized returns from 15 to 30% easily, easily. Yet people are, are tripping over themselves to hand money to a guy on Wall Street who's not investing it at all, who basically never loses. And, and I would say, friends, take a look at real estate. It's safer. You control the investment. You're not beholden to Wall Street or D.C. You've got cash flow, and you can be diversified. My name is Mike Harrison. Once you remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The 
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.